Welcome to the CEO and Overflow podcast. My name is Emily Haas. I'm an online business coach where I help coaches create a magnetic six and multiple six figure business while creating their version of having it all. Four years ago, I turned my back on corporate fashion design and working for companies like Nike and Under Armour because I knew I had a greater purpose on my heart, which was sharing my message and giving value and helping women find balance and confidence with their health and fitness. I went on to grow that business to 20K months organically just using Instagram, and now I have helped over 300 plus coaches become full-time online as well as scale their business to six and multiple six-figure businesses using the strategies, trainings, and tips that I'm going to be sharing with you inside of this podcast, as well as so much value so that you can create a life in overflow. So dive into these episodes, get as much value as you can, take notes if you need to, and let's get into this episode. Okay, so we interrupt this episode to let you know that it is sponsored by my free three-day challenge, Sign Your First High Ticket Clients. So this is for aspiring and beginner coaches looking to learn the four pillars that took me from zero to consistent 5K plus months in less than 90 days as first an online fitness coach. And then I've used the same principles to go on and create a multiple six-figure business as a business coach. So you guys are going to figure out how to nail down your six-figure niche and then how to create an offer that they're going to throw money at time and time again, how to build out your product suite for those who can't afford your one-on-one coaching, and then obviously how to slide in their DMs in a genuine and authentic way that builds connection and gets people saying, I am so excited to connect with you on a sales call on the phone this week. And I'm going to teach you what my clients are doing to close in the DMs, overcome objections, and consistently sign high-ticket clients. So it's going to be three days, September 28th, 29th, and 30th. And for every single day, for those that post their homework from the challenge in my free Facebook group, which you get all the details in the email when you register on how to join that group, I'm giving away $5,000 worth of prizes. So you guys are not going to want to miss this at all. It's going to be freaking epic. I'm literally giving it all away in such amazing detail. So yeah, join the challenge. I'm going to leave the link in the show notes and I will see you there. What is up? I am so excited for this. So, so much I have to give you guys. It's like actually insane because I have the worksheet open right now. And if you guys have never launched before, if maybe you launched, you followed a launch plan and it just wasn't aligned for you, this is also a training for you. If like you have no idea where to start when it comes to launching, you've never even tried, you're just getting your one-on-one coaching business off the ground and or coaching offer off the ground and you really just want to fill those initial spots and your business has maybe just gotten by by like referrals, pro bono clients, even like beta clients you've tried out. And so when you hear the word launch, you think that it's like for somebody that's that much further ahead than you, or you just know that you should be doing it, but you have no idea where to start. So launching can have so many different stereotypes to it. I'm gonna pause for a second because I'm actually going to shout us out over here on Instagram and all of you guys that are on this. So we're gonna do a little story here. Okay, so I'm gonna post this later. Oh my God. 
I can never like do this because I'm like, how much do I include of myself? Okay, great. Okay, cool. So I'll post that later. Um, anyway, for people to watch the replay. So yeah, like you just really want to know what is the first thing that you do and how do you start talking about your offer? Now, the stereotypes that a lot of people hear about launching is that it's super exhausting. You have to take months off after one launch because of how much you're doing. And yeah, that's true if you're unorganized and you don't have <clears throat> a system and a process for bringing in leads. You also don't have a content plan. You don't really have a freebie and you're kind of just at the point where you're throwing shit at the wall and hoping that something will stick. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going to take a sip of water for a second. <clears throat> this only ever happens to me when I go live, by the way, of course. All right. So then how do we get this started? So I'm going to walk you through what's called up leveling your launch process. Now I still to this day, every time I come out with a new offer, even if I'm relaunching one of my evergreen offers, I still go through this process. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to post some of the questions from the worksheet in the Facebook group so that you can get started on it. And if you have a pen and paper near you, you definitely want to pull it out because this is just going to help you get clearer. Like what am I launching? Who is it for? What's the price point? And I'm going to one by one explain each question. So you just have complete clarity on when you're writing this down and when you go to work on it, maybe later, or even start writing things down right now as you're watching this that you just know exactly how to walk into this launch, how to set up your dates, things like that. Now a launch cycle, so this is gonna be two parts. Part one is today, so this is just us brainstorming out your launch, the different questions you have to ask yourself to create that structure, which is gonna be in part two. So next Friday, I'm actually gonna be walking through all of the launch cycle and the different phases of the launch and week by week, what you should be doing, what type of content you should be putting out, Right now we need to just get clear on the logistics, the details, who it's for, and these are really, really clear and intentional questions so that you guys, before you start laying out content and getting confused and getting caught up in your head, like, wait, is this who it's for or it should be for somebody else, that you guys just hash out all of those details right now before you actually get into content creation and promo where it really counts. And you definitely want to have these details figured out because if you walk into your launch kind of unsure, like you're on the fence about some things and you just try to sell it right away, what's going to happen is if the most important details of like the dates of the launch, who it's for, the logistics of it, you're unsure still of the price, what's going to happen is that uncertainty is going to be felt by your audience. So when you get on sales calls, you're going to attract people that are uncertain, right? When you get in the DMs, you're going to be attracting people that are like, oh, this sounds all great, but I don't know if it's for me. And they don't even really have a logical reason why. So you want to get out your notes and we're going to dive in. Okay. So like I said, I'm going to be posting some of these questions and prompts in the Facebook group in case you miss anything. But the first thing is what is the actual product? So do you want to launch one-on-one -on -one coaching? Do you want to do a group program, a high-level mastermind that's maybe six months or 12 months long? Do you want to do a digital product like a course or an ebook or some kind of guide? Or do you want to launch a masterclass? I just got off an enrollment call with a woman who really wants my support with just promoting her masterclasses and then using that as a way to really get a lot of leads in for them to create a lot of value, create a lot of results, and then upsell them into her higher ticket offerings. 
So if you're unsure what you should be launching, a really good indicator of this is you got to think like, what did you just talk about? So if you haven't launched anything yet, you can pretty much launch whatever you want. I highly recommend one-on-one -on -one coaching. Now, if you've already launched your one-on-one -on -one coaching and now you're walking into a new month and you're like, do I do a course? Do I do a group program? You got to think of number one, where is your cash flow at right now? Because I had a client yesterday ask me, um, I really like think I should launch a course. Like, what do you think about it? Or should I launch my one-on-one -on -one next month? And she just filled her group program, which is a kind of mid investment. It's not exactly a low ticket investment, but it's like mid tier compared to her one-on-one. -on -one. And I was like, what would be smart considering where you're at is if we relaunch your one-on-one -on -one for October and then bring out the course in November and then have this like flash sale for Black Friday into Cyber Monday for your course. Because the way that you kind of plan out each launch month by month is, okay, why did the people that are super engaged, that really love my stuff, why didn't they buy my last offer? Why didn't they book a call with me? Oh, okay, it was because they're not at that point in their journey, right? So for me, it's like if I launch my group program that's for beginners, maybe the people that are super engaged with my stuff, the reason why they didn't buy is because they're further ahead and now they want to scale to 20K plus months. So it would be really smart for me and how I would transition into a higher ticket offer um, as my next launch is saying, okay, so you guys who have connected with my content the past couple weeks, if you've really resonated with it, but you're just like at the point where you're not a beginner anymore and you're really looking to scale your business, build out your team, build out systems, you want to keep listening because I'm about to announce something super exciting on Friday um, for coaches that are looking to scale to consistent 10K, 10 to 20K plus months, right? So that would be a way that I would transition now talking to those people that didn't hop on my beginner program because they really want to scale, if that makes sense. So that's like a really good way to kind of judge what do I launch next is why didn't the people buy your last offer that you launched? Is it because they want something more one-on-one? -on -one? Because that was the most common objection that you got in your last launch. Was it because they wanted more access to you? They don't really care if it's one-on-one -on -one or not. <clears throat> So maybe a group program would make sense as your next launch. Like it doesn't have to be you go from a course to one-on-one. -on -one. You can also think about creating like a mid-tier offer as well. But that's a really good way to decide what exactly you're launching. Now we got to lay out logistics. So this is pretty easy. If it's one-on-one, -on -one, how many calls are they getting with you? How are they communicating with you in between calls? And what are they getting lifetime access to on the back end? So if right now you don't have a back end course to offer your private clients, it's just kind of like a Google Drive folder with all your trainings and things like that, that's totally fine. Um, maybe your promise is that they get lifetime access to that. Now, if it's a group program where you already have like a Kajabi course built out or a teachable course, that would be like really good as a promise as part of the investment is that they get lifetime access to that course. They get weekly group calls, let's say, and they get 24-5 Slack support in between the group calls. Those would be examples of logistics. Next thing you want to move on to is the investment options. So I was like reading one word and trying to say another. Um, so as far as investment options, you're going to have two different kinds of investment options during your launch. So during phase one of your launch and in the middle of phase two, 
you're actually going to be having early bird prices. So there's going to be an early bird time period and also a VIP waitlist time period. So during phase one of my launch, when I'm teasing and exciting my audience, which I'll get more into detail of what this looks like in terms of content next week, but anyone that hops on a VIP waitlist for one of my programs, they either get an extended payment plan or a discount off of the investment. It just depends on what I feel like is best, what's gonna feel the most aligned for me, because if I don't feel aligned with giving a discount, it's not gonna sell, right? So like a lot of times, especially with one-on-one, -on -one, I don't recommend that my clients discount their one-on-one. -on -one. What I intend to suggest is do a paid in full bonus. So people that pay you up front, maybe adding in an extra call with you, that's like, if you're a business coach, maybe you map out their sales plan for the next year. If you're a mindset coach, maybe you do a specific type of like breathwork session with them or anything else you're specialized in as a paid in full bonus. You could even throw in like an in-person day if like it makes sense with the investment. Um, there's so many paid in full bonuses that people do. Um, and I would offer them an extended payment plan. Now the extended payment plan, you would just really add on anywhere from two to three months to your regular length of your payment plan. So if your program for one-on-one -on -one is six months, your extended payment plan would be nine months. Now, when you have that fear come up, like, oh, well, are people gonna be paying me even after we're stopped coaching? What if I wanna re-sign with them? What happens then? So what I offer people, usually 60% into the contract, is I will send them an email. Now, this is automated at this point. But you can always send people an email saying, hey, if you pay off the investment now, I'm willing to honor the paid in full price instead of the payment plan. Because if your investment was 5K paid in full or $1,000 a month for the next six months, and let's say they go with a nine month payment plan, so that would be even cheaper. So you're doing 6K now divided by nine. That would mean that their extended payment plan was 666 a month, which is a total steal for one-on-one. -on -one. So what you could say to them is, hey, I know you're on the payment plan and I know we're like three quarters of the way done with our contract, but if you pay off the investment early, I'm willing to honor the 5K paid in full price. Um, so all you would really owe me, so if they're on like, let's say the fourth month with you and they've already paid, so 666 times four, they've already paid $2,664. You could say to them, if you pay the remainder off, which I'll honor the paid in full price of 5K, you would only owe 2,336 versus like 3,336, um, which is what the payment plan adds up to. Because you always wanna make sure the payment plan is more expensive than the paid in full. Otherwise, people will always just choose the payment plan because there's no incentive for them to pay you up front. So with a VIP waitlist, that's usually the first week of the launch when it drops. So people that hop on the wait list, maybe they get a free strategy session with me, they get that paid in full bonus or the extended payment plan. Now they actually have to enroll in the program to get to get those things. It's not like they can just put their name on the wait list and just get in a free session with me and never move forward. It's like, no, you have to enroll in the program to get those bonuses and get those things. So once someone hops on the wait list, I will show you guys next week how to follow up with them, how to like go through with that enrollment call, um, and how to start getting pre-sales, which is really nice. Cause like you haven't even like dropped the offer yet and you're already getting pre-sales. Then when these, uh, this extended payment plan or discount, discounts work really nice with like group programs and courses. If you don't feel aligned doing a discount for a group program, you can always do an extended payment plan instead. 
Um, but this also comes up during the launch after you do a freebie or you host a free event. So this is usually during like week two or three of your launch. Usually week two, you're promoting your like free webinar that you're doing of how to scale to 10K plus months. Now, this would be perfect if you were launching a high-level mastermind because obviously people that join that webinar need more of this information. It would be a perfect fit for your mastermind. So literally the last day of the free webinar is when I would give them what I gave the people that hopped on the wait list. So I would say, hey, I'm going to drop my scheduling link in the chat. For those of you that book a call with me in the next 48 hours and decide to move forward with the high-level mastermind, I'm willing to offer you a paid in full bonus and a 15-month extended payment plan if it's like a year-long mastermind or something like that. So that's kind of when these prices come into play. Now, I want to keep changing them. So like don't make the VIP waitlist price or discount or bonus different than when you offer it to the people that attend your free event or opt into your freebie for like 48 hours. So it's not like it's gonna be a week long again that you're offering this, it's only just gonna be 48 hours. So you announce it for a week in the first week of your launch and then you bring it back for like a 48 hour time period closer to like week two or three of your launch. Okay, so regular pricing, now this is obvious, but if you're doing an extended payment plan, the paid in full price is actually gonna stay the same because that doesn't really change. So you're still gonna have the paid in full, you're still gonna have the paid in full bonus, the only thing that's different is instead of a nine-month extended payment plan, you're going to bring it back down to six months, you know, the regular length of the payment plan. Um, now, if you're doing a discount, you know, I would definitely say, like, discount anywhere between $500 and $1,000. I honestly wouldn't go further than that as far as discounting the price. And it obviously depends on, like, what the price actually is. So for something like a course, you know, if it's only $497, you might take off just $100. You know, it's for something higher ticket, like a group program that's like normally $4,000, maybe you discount it for $3,500 paid in full instead. Um, so I wouldn't go too crazy on this. Again, you don't want it to look like you're devaluing your time and your worth as well. Um, next thing is what worked about your current or previous launches. So if you're watching this and you're like, well, Em, I've never had a formal launch, just answer that question in the sense of like, what worked the last time you opened up spots for your coaching? So all the things that worked, like maybe it was that you did a bunch of lives and a, a lot of people booked calls with you after you did a live. Like they reached out to you, they asked you about your coaching. That could be like one thing that worked. Um, another thing might be when you showed up four times a week in your content, maybe you were implementing a DM script or a DM framework, anything that worked the last time that you opened up spots for coaching. Maybe it was like the extended payment plan, maybe it was the discount. So just get clear on like what worked. The next thing is where did your clients come from? So this is a really good question. So was it from like a lead generation process where you got a bunch of cold leads that had never connected with you, you slid into their DMs and you booked calls with them? Maybe a lot of the leads came from that. It could also come from past clients. So 80% of my high-level clients have done lower ticket offerings with me because they got amazing results from those lower ticket offers and the lifetime value of our relationship, of the client-coach relationship, was extended because they automatically wanted to upgrade into my higher-level offerings because they got such amazing results from the lower ticket stuff. 
So you just got to think, where do the majority of my clients come from? Referrals, word of mouth, is it brand new cold leads? Is it my current audience? Where did those leads come from the last time that you opened up spots for coaching? Next question is what didn't work? So we've already gone over what worked. Now we got to work at, look at what didn't work. So was it a lot of money objections? Did people not show up on your sales calls? Were like not ideal clients applying for your program? So you just got to get clear on like, what were the things that just absolutely didn't work? Next is, and this just kind of extends off the last question, but what other barriers have you experienced in the past when you opened up spots for coaching? So maybe it's that no one signed up for your free event or you didn't get any brand new leads and they were all people that you already knew. So that would be like a really common barrier because obviously like that can only last so long. You want to, you guys are here to build like a sustainable multi-multi-million dollar coaching business. I know you guys are. Um, you're here to build an empire and you can't do that just off of your network. Sure, like you can get a lot of clients that way. Word of mouth is the best. So obviously you can get a lot of referrals and re-signs, but eventually you do want to start expanding your reach to like brand new and targeted and super qualified leads by growing your audience, but actually getting them to convert. Now, whether that's through a lead generation process on the back end, that the one that I teach builds your email list, grows a targeted following and books sales calls and closes in the DMs all at the same time. So it's a total win, 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 win all around. And I would actually add on another win because the person gets a value. So I never lead with just pitching a sales call when I'm in the DMs. I always give customized value to my leads. Um, and then, you know, put it in their hands. Like, do you want to make the next step? Cool. If not, no worries. Like, so glad that I left you supported because that's like my number one intention is to support them at the highest level first. So what barriers have you experienced in the past the last time that you opened up spots? Any ideas you have for the updated relaunch? So do you have any ideas, even if you've never had a formal launch, have you always wanted to do a webinar? Have you always wanted to do a three-day challenge? And answer this from the perspective of, if I had a million dollars in the bank and I was just doing this coaching business for fun, how would I launch this? So some of the answers my clients have written down is they would do a seven-day habit challenge, which sounds awesome. I'm reading Atomic Habits right now. It's such a good book. Um, so I would definitely join that. Um, free or a very cheap habit or webinar class a monthly email list with a giveaway. Um, so yeah, that's what some of the answers she wrote down. Now for me, I've written down things like I loved doing customized Loom videos that I would give away to my audience. So whatever your ideas are, maybe it's that you want to do more TikToks as your content. Maybe it's that you want to go live once a week. Like just do it from the perspective of not how can I make money or what's going to get the most people it's like, that's all great, but I first want you to answer that question from a perspective of how can I give the most value and what's going to be the most fun? Okay. Systems, processes you have in place or you have used to sell your courses or get leads for this offer in the past or in general. So what I mean by systems and processes you already have in place is do you have a sales call framework? So when you get on a sales call, are you just kind of um, free flowing and just seeing where it goes or do you have like a script do you have a framework that you follow that's a system and a process you know systems um, processes are a little bit different than systems just because a process is like your onboarding process you send an email you send them an onboarding gift you make sure the agreement signed whatever your process is 
a system really is something like the way that you track leads. It's like kind of a one-time thing. It's pretty straightforward. There's not like a series of steps. It's just pretty much one system of tracking your payments, one system of tracking your leads. You know, it's not a series of three or four steps. It's just really one step adding the person to the sheet. Um, yeah. So that's the difference between systems and processes. So what do you have? Do you have an onboarding process? Do you have a process for um, engaging and connecting with leads in the DMs? Do you have a content process? What is it that you have? Um, so making sure you get clear on all of that. And then anything that you feel like you need. So do you need more systems? Do you not have a system at all for following up with people in the DMs? Do you not have a system for handling objections? Right? Um, okay. Any analytics you have from the last time you opened up spots or the last time you launched? So even if you launched a beta program, even if you just told your audience about your one-on-one -on -one coaching and um, only a few people signed up and it was at a lower ticket price, those are still analytics. So what I mean by that is how many people signed up the last time you opened spots. So total, if you opened up spots for two months, during those two months, how many people signed up? Um, what were the most common objections that you got during that sign-up process? So was it time or money objections? And why we need to know that is you can start pre-handling those objections actually in your content during your launch, which is really cool. Uh, number three is number of no-shows out of your total sales calls. So if you had five sales calls and one didn't show up, okay, then four people did. So what's that percentage? And just us calculating that and knowing your numbers so that we can say, Okay, why didn't that person show up? Oh, well, I don't confirm the call the day of, or I have no way of sending them a reminder email, so maybe I need to switch to Acuity. So these are all things that are good to look at and reflect on so we know what to implement for your next launch and to make it more profitable. How many people paid in full versus did a payment plan? So two people paid in full, two did a payment plan, let's say. So that means that you signed four people so right now, 50% pay in full and 50% do a payment plan. Why this is a good thing to get clear on is because you will know, okay, this is my cash flow goal. So where I'm at right now, this many people, if I want to sign six clients and my closing rate right now, so is let's say 50%, then that means in order to sign those six clients, I need to book a total of 12 sales calls. Now, if my goal is that I want to collect X amount of money, and right now, 50% of the people that I sign pay me in full, and my offer is $3,000 up front, that means that three out of six of those clients you sign are going to pay you in full, so you're going to physically collect 9K from that, and then three are going to be on the payment plan, which is $1,333 per month for the next three months, which adds up to 4K. So that would make sense. So 1333 times three is 3999, so basically $4,000 plus the 9,000 that you're gonna collect from the three that paid in full. So you can plan on literally collecting $13,000, which is great, right? So that's kind of how you figure out what is like a safe goal for me. So 13K based off of those stats in that example would be like a safe number. So my mentor always says to me, set like a good, better, and best goal. So what would you be okay with if you hit that? 
totally fine. Like amazing. Um, better goal is like, wow, like I didn't expect for it to be that high or those many clients. And then your best goal in terms of like cash flow and clients you sign up is like, holy shit, never done that. That's so motivating. I know that I'm capable of creating that. So that's kind of how you set goals. Now, when you set a good, better, and best goal, if your good goal is 13K, you at least want to make your better goal like anywhere from 15 to 18K and then make your best goal. You want to make at least 18, probably K or 23K. You know, you can go straight to the moon. Now, how you judge what those numbers are is you got to get behind them. So if you're staring at that 23K as your best goal and you're like, oh, there's no way I could hit that. Like, <laughs> I literally can't even imagine doing that. Like, I just, I don't think that's possible. You won't be able to get behind that. But if you're looking at the 18K and you're like, no, that's so motivating. Like, yes, I've never done that before. And I know I'm capable of doing it. That is so motivating. That's so exciting. It feels expansive. Then fucking go after it because that's your best number going forward because you can get your energy behind it. Okay. So having said all that, this kind of answers the next question, but you need to know your closing rate. So like I said, if you sign six clients or let's say you book six sales calls and three of them signed, your closing rate's at 50%. So you just kind of need to figure out what that percentage is and why isn't it higher? Maybe it's just a difference of you knowing how to handle objections. Maybe it's just a difference of, you know, making sure before they get on the phone with you that they're actually a qualified lead. So this used to happen to me. I literally used to always have a two call close where I would have a short call with somebody. Then if I thought they were a good fit, so it would just be like to get to know them, ask them some questions. If I thought it was a good fit, I'd send them an application and we'd book a sales call. Now, what I found sometimes is that the people that would get on those short calls with me, I didn't pre-qualify them enough. So I'd get on the phone and halfway through, even though it was only a 20 minute call, add that up over time. If I'm having five connection calls, that's like, yeah, five times 20. That's a lot of time for me not to feel like they're qualified, not to feel like they're a good fit, um, you know, after that 20 minutes goes by. So how can I eliminate that? Well, let's try to get done everything in one call. And anybody that books a call with me, they have to fill out an application to talk to me. That's just like how it is. Cause like I have so many clients at this point, I need to like reserve my energy for them and also women that are committed and ready to go and like know that they need this support. So that's just like really, really good to keep in mind is like how much are you giving your energy away and how can we like hone it in on giving your energy to those that are committed, trust the process are coachable and know that it's time. They don't need convincing. They don't need you pushing them forward. Cause guys like the enrollment starts like literally in the sales process, like the coaching client relationship starts in the sales process. So what I mean by enrollment is like, if they're late to the sales call, if they're blowing you off in the DMs, they're like, I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you. How do you think they're going to be as a client? They're going to be super resistant probably to like staying committed and following through on their goals. They're probably going to be like, Oh, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. And kind of all talk, but never follow through. And it doesn't mean anything about them. It doesn't mean it's right or wrong. It's just where they're at, right? Which isn't a good fit for you because you don't want to work with people like that. So it's just not a fit. So you just got to really judge that um, when you're doing this kind of thing and like tightening up your sales process, when you're trying to raise your closing rates and you're making these changes, 
just got to keep that in mind. Um, the last thing is your conversion rate. So how many people that you DM actually move on to a sales call? So if you have 10 conversations a day and five of them book a sales call with you on average. So what I would do for that is just look at the past week or a couple weeks. You guys haven't been doing DMs at all. Um, you're not going to have a number for this right now. But when we plan out your launch and when you start launching, you will have a number by your next launch. So if you are in the DMs right now, just look past the past week even on all the conversations you've had. So what you can do is log into your Instagram or Facebook, scroll down, and what's cool about your inbox, it'll literally say like Monday. So you'll know when was the first message that you sent. Count all the people that you talked to. So in total, you've talked to 10 people, five of them book sales calls. Like I said, your conversion rate is 50%. So. Guys, I hope that brought some clarity on what you guys can start mapping out for yourself. What I'm gonna go ahead and do right now is actually post these questions in the Facebook group so that you can start get started on mapping this out for yourself. And then what we're gonna do next week is actually map out the content launch plan and explain to you the different phases of your launch. So what's week one, what's week two, three, and four, and how do you schedule out all the dates on your calendar how do you figure out what your freebie is, if you want to do a webinar or not? So I just wanted this training to be kind of a brainstorming session. Like I said, I'm going to post the questions in the Facebook group. So anything that you didn't hear me say, anything you want to get clear on, um, you can always post questions in the Facebook group. I'm happy to answer anything that I can um, and even answer it on the next live. So um, this also was recorded on my podcast. So hello to the CEO and Overflow podcast people that are listening to this, I will be posting these questions in the show notes so that you guys have them as well. And if you're not already in the Coaching Queens Facebook group and you want my feedback on your next launch, you want to make sure that you join. So I will put a link in the show notes as well. And um, yeah, hope you guys have a great weekend. If you have anything that comes up while you're mapping this out, let me know. But you want to make sure that you get done these questions by next Friday when I start getting into week by week what types of content you should be posting during your launch um, and getting more into the nitty gritty detail of like every day how to sell it and things like that. So hope you have an amazing Friday, amazing weekend, and I will talk to you guys this week. Thank you so much for listening to the CEO and Overflow podcast. If you want to connect with me further around whatever I have going on that's really speaking to you, anything that you want to ask me or future podcast episode ideas, feel free to DM me on Instagram. My link for my profile is in the show notes and I will see you in the next episode.